So I think you should find a group of people who have something that you want. Yeah. Whether it's like character qualities, like spiritual character qualities or whatnot, knowledge, wisdom. It's like, because the Lord is not shying away from giving you more of his word. Like, what yeah. a terrible God if he'd be like, you don't get to know any of me I'm a mystery yeah but like the word says like the more like ask for wisdom and she'll be given to you Mm -hmm. and I've always stood on it I did not go to Bible college did not go to seminary don't feel called to do that at all but I'm fascinated even sometimes what comes out of my mouth I'm like lord wow hello my name is Reggie and I'm so excited to have you guys listening I just want to give you a little background of what our goal here is and what we're doing in each episode we want to bring the Bible characters back to life and explore a new way of relating with people who lived over 2,000 years ago. On each show, we'll have a guest, and today I have with me Chelsea. Hello, hello. Hi, Chelsea. Hello, Reggie. You're so amazing. Oh. I love you. <laughs> You're great. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay. Well, thank you again. Seriously, so much for having me. It yes. is a deep honor. I am so and honored, just too. Get to talk. I mean, what a gift. <laughs> so... With each show, I will present our guest. This time will be Chelsea with a letter that was either written by you, our audience, or by a Bible character asking for advice. We will then have our guest give advice on the matter. Um, This advice can be biblical or non-biblical, depending on the guest. Afterwards, we will have a conversation on the advice and the character. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. Before we start every show, we'll have a little trivia. Uh Uh-oh. And then you'll let... We'll... We'll do the answer at the end. Okay. Today's trivia is, who in Genesis lived in close fellowship with God and then one day disappeared? (laughs) Don't give the answer. (laughs) Okay, don't give the answer. I have a great story about this. It is so funny that you bring this up, but I will wait until (laughs) later. Wait until the end. I want to hear it. Yes, I love this story, by the way. It's, yeah. So, are you ready for the letter? Let's do it. Okay. Dear Millennial, I know you can relate to me more than most people, and I need some advice because, like you, I have been quarantined. COVID-19 must have been really hard for you. For me, though, it seems a lot harder because you at least have a vaccine and can now go out in public. I, on the other hand, have no vaccine and am stuck here with my family with no end in sight. I'm getting kind of annoyed. I have been doing some stuff to keep busy, but I'm running out of ideas to keep myself and everyone entertained. Right now, everyone is on a heavy chores list duty just so I can get some peace and quiet. We do have pets, but they sleep all day, and it's not like we can go outside and play with them because, you know, we're on full lockdown mode. How did you millennials do it? Could you give me some advice or some ideas on how to pass the time? Are you ready with your advice? Oh, man. I was reading that, and... There was a couple of things. I'm, I have some notes, so I'm going to try and keep it yes. not rabbit trailing. But what an, it doesn't matter where you're at. What an incredibly difficult season to be locked up. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Period. Whether you are 80, 50, 40, 25, I think that we all saw the fruits of what a season of uncontrollable lock-in. Lock yes. And to be honest, I think we're just now starting to see the fruits of it. Initially, it was kind of, I mean, it was fear-based. Oh my gosh, this virus could kill me, da-da-da. And as time has evolved, Mm -hmm. like, we're just now reaping the fruit of what it was like to live with no idea of when something was going to end. Yes. I'm feeling it in my own life. I think I felt it more back.
this was starting to get a little more normal, it was just like, ugh, I think so much more of now what could go wrong, or I don't want to get back to normal, or all of these things, because I don't know when it's going to end again. Yes. And so I was so empathetic with this character, because, I mean, it, and it says, they have no idea when it's going to end. Yes. <laughs> Very true, yeah. And humans... We, I love an end date. Like, if you're going to tell me, hey, go into, you know, go into a lockdown with your family, first off, and then with your pets, when's it going to end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was very empathetic to this character, but I was thinking, you know, some practical things. Like, we talk a lot here, uh, and I work at a church, for those of you who don't know, is body, soul, and spirit. Yes. And really, the question that this character is asking at the end that says, can you give me some ideas or advice on how to pass the time? I was really thinking, could there be a better question to actually ask ourselves? How can I be productive when life isn't moving? Yes. Or, oh, you're so good. Okay. <laughs> or how do I get, not, because being in a church, it's like, Lord, how, not how do I get through this, but God, what do you want to do in this time? Yes. Like, I'm in a season of waiting on prayers that have been prayed and asked and laid at the Lord's feet. But, Lord, how do I not make this time return void? Mm. And I feel like some, I don't know, last year, I just found myself kind of sitting there waiting for the hours to pass. And it's like, Lord, could I be doing something that will read me fruit? Maybe not in the season. Being locked up somewhere, you might not see any fruit. Yeah. But what would come out of it? Because eventually every season ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so some practical things, like taking care of your body. Get up and get moving. Yes. <laughs> Quarantine 15 is real. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Sometimes quarantine 20, you know, you know who you are. <laughs> um, but eating the right things, taking care of your body, getting up and moving. I'm not a big run 25 miles before 8 a.m. kind of person, mm-hmm. but like I don't need to sit down all day long and just yeah, sit yeah. and wait. Um, thinking about the soul, you know, that's your, that's your mind, will, and your emotions. What are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. Are you thinking about when you're getting let out? Or are you thinking about, how can I make this time more productive? I thought of Colossians 3, 2, and um, Paul is saying, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. That's good. I don't do that all that well, especially when I'm in a place that I feel restricted. Yes. <laughs> with your, not fun. With yes. your wild, crazy family, you got some smelly pets. I can only imagine how bad this place smells. Yes. Like, ugh. And then with your spirit. You know, Jesus says in Matthew, like, 11, he has that verse. I'm going to pull up, and it says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my teaching is easy and my burden is light. It goes back to, Lord, how can I be more productive in this time? Am I coming to you for rest? Because I love that that... The person writing this wrote in that letter, like, I'm just giving my family stuff so that I can have some peace and quiet. Yes. Like, even in a place where you have nothing else going on, you still need rest. Maybe not physically, mm-hmm. but mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, my goodness, the mental toll it takes mm-hmm. to not be in control of something. Really hard. Yes. So I think that's my initial practical advice. I think it's actually a really big subject, more so on just waiting with the Lord. So anyways, I'm going to pause it or I'll keep... No, yeah, I think that's really awesome because, well, first of all, you've been talking about rest for the month of June Mm -hmm. in a huddle um, at church in the morning, Mm -hmm. uh, which was amazing, and you actually really spoke a lot to me. Um, 
even just now because I know like I've been keeping myself busy a lot this past couple of weeks and I've I've definitely felt worn out mm-hmm. like from just not resting and a lot of things are like oh you know I go to church on Wednesday and Sunday and um, I love to serve and sometimes on Wednesday specifically <laughs> I stay till like 10:30 right. you know cleaning up um, and and I just it's so hard to like give that up but right. I know some days are like you just need to do it you just need to rest yeah and I'm like <laughs> I just love I think you talking about rest and even this just came at a perfect time mm. in my life for me so back on <laughs> what we were talking about because um, this might just turn into something different. No. <laughs> um, man, you're amazing. Um, so based off of the letter and the advice that you gave, who do you think this Bible character is? I'm pretty sure you already know. <laughs> Look, I read it twice and I was like, if this is not Noah, oh I know gosh, nothing yes. about the Bible. <laughs> so I Google, I seriously Google, does anyone else have animals <laughs> that they like brought it? Because you just never know. Like last week I listened, it was Cain and Abel. And honestly, I struggled. I was like, okay, I think Cain and Abel, but you can always take it. Yes. So I'm like, I'm hoping she's going in chronological order here because yes. this would make sense to me. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm going chronological. Okay, but, great. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I love, by the way, I love the story of Noah. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite story, but it's one of like my top favorite okay. ones. Um, because it just gives so much insight of like how God operates and how, because it talks a lot about like who he was and what right. he I love it. Anyway. It was really the first time in the Bible that a family was expanded on. Because at this point, we're only at Genesis 6, so creation is still new. And outside of Adam and Eve, and really, I mean, Cain and Abel a little bit, but Noah is a multi-chapter. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And I was like, what a good first, because I mean, a covenant was established. All of these really, like, Bible-long ideas start with Noah. He's yeah. pre-Abraham. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And, and it says in the Bible many times, I think a couple of times, I'm not going to say many times, but a couple of times, where it talks about, like, um, or maybe I just read it that many times that it feels like it was <laughs> said so many Own times. Own it. So many times. Yeah, many times. <laughs> but where it talks about how, like, you're, like, your descendants are coming from, like, the rest of the world is coming yes. from you. Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Well, we discussed Noah. We have to go back a little bit in the Bible um, in order to get a full grasp of why the story of Noah even happened, why the flood. Yeah. So instead of starting in chapter 6, we'll start in chapter 5. So chapter 5 of Genesis, we go through all the descendants of Adam and through Seth. Mm-hmm. Chapter 4 is um, all the descendants of Adam through Cain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then in chapter 6, well, so it's from Seth all the way to Noah. Yeah. Then in chapter 6, um, we talk about just the corruption of the human race, which yeah. Oh, yeah. just breaks my heart. But I know it breaks the Lord's heart, too. And so in Genesis 6, 1 through 3, um, the Lord says, or, uh, but the Bible says, mm-hmm. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only fresh or only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a few notes. When I was 
first learning about the Bible. Um, I thought the sons of God referred to angels. Mm. And I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but. I was even thinking that as you were reading it. I'm like, oh, I've never read it. Yeah. Differently, but go ahead. Yeah. So um, the reason why is because I was taught that. Uh, but later in Genesis 6, it talks about uh, like these giant creatures called Nephilim. Am I pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> that sounds good to me. Nephilim. <laughs> Um, and that means fallen, fallen ones, which, mm. uh, if you don't know, the angels, third of the angels fell, mm-hmm. and they are considered the fallen, yep. um, fallen angels, or the, the fallen ones, I guess. But, as I've been studying, several theories come out of this. So, like, the whole angel, them being angels, is actually an interpretation mm. of that word, but they don't actually know what it is, or who they are. Yeah. Um, some people, even though the Bible says, like, that, that's probably a more accurate interpretation of that they were angels, because a lot of theologians believe that mm-hmm. um, the ancient Jewish uh, literature and Christian literature both say, like, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't, like, a lot of theologians could not come to an agreement like that mm-hmm. that that's what it was like they just could not believe mm-hmm. that god would allow their his angels to procreate with humans right but it is also confirmed and i say confirmed with yeah. air quotes <laughs> um in first and second peter and in jude mm-hmm. um that that is kind of like the assumption of right. that they were the angels Jewish people yeah yes um so but yeah a lot of people don't believe like there's no way god would have allowed angels to procreate and they also, um, because of that, they also think that it could have been Seth's righteous lineage mm. that were considered the sons of God. But then the way, oh, and then that um, the beautiful women were actually the king's uh, lineage. Mm. But then it it holds no weight because yeah. of he's talking about all women mm. in that scripture. And then um, even more like they start to believe that if it's not that, then it was some kings that were demon-possessed and <laughs> took, like, polygamy to an extreme level. But then oh. <laughs> that doesn't make sense either because there was no really... I, I think there were no real kings established not at until... Um, was this all King Saul? Yeah, King Saul. Yeah. It was Samuel who, yeah. like, the people were crying out for a king. We want yeah. a king. Yeah, Samuel. that's what I thought. Yeah. That's <laughs> you what I thought. look, I'm like, is that right? I'm like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> I, yeah. No, but I... So, I don't know. But, yeah, that's just, like, a whole thing. Like, I really loved learning about Nephilim. Yeah. Nephilim. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, but I looked into that, and I was like, who are the sons of God? Like, why? I I think, so, why I'm sharing it is, like, I think it's important to see, like, just how corrupt people were. Like, there was so much sexual impurity. Right. So much murder. So much hatred. Um, Sounds like something is happening today in this world. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I think... This might sound terrible, but it really almost brings me a sense of peace that this isn't, that we aren't living in, like, a first generation of wicked people. Yes. That from the beginning of time, humanity and yes. its nature is wicked. Because, I, you know, I come from the Bible Belt, and so everyone's like, the rapture is happening because the world's wicked. And I'm Literally like. Literally every year. <laughs> every year. You know, where were you on in 2012? You know, it's like, oh. But, Lord, thank Thank you for showing your people that wickedness has existed since the beginning. Yeah. 
not that we need to ignore it, but yeah. it's like, whew, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're not like three breaths away from Revelation. We might be, but. Yeah, yeah like I just can't even ma- imagine just being out of fellowship with God, even right. for that long. Like, it was a long time for them, you right. know, and at this point, people really couldn't be in fellowship with the Lord. Yeah. Like, it was a, like, the Ark of the Covenant hasn't even been established at this right. point. People were just <laughs> plopped in this earth, mm-hmm. kicked out of the Garden of Eden, and then, you know, they're really, we don't know yeah. what the world looks like at this point in time, except what the Bible tells us. But, I mean, I was, as you were talking, I was like, how creative is the enemy to create sin from nothing? From nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah. Like us, we, like Solomon says in, in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun, mm-hmm. including sin. Like there's nothing you can do that would be worse mm-hmm. than anything. But at some point, someone had to create the yeah. sin. And the Bible talks about how the enemy was this, this worship leader in heaven. And it's like, how much more like I created know, yeah. did he have to be? Like, yes. What a, I've never thought that till now, but like, oh. My thing is, like, how, obviously, you know, we ate the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, so we knew killing was wrong. Right. And we, we started to know all these things. But I don't, I can't even imagine, like, did that instantly happen? Did it happen gradually? Right. Like, how did you know, like, pain? How did you know killing your brother out of jealousy was a sin? Like, right. other than the fact that God told you. And then, also, like, how simple-minded these people had to be that God couldn't, like, just form a you know, the Ark of the Covenant right there. Like, we had to develop and and learn technology (laughs) and certain things in order for us to be able to even build that. But, um, so, like, just how simple-minded these people. That God had to come and be like, hey, you're not doing right. (laughs) Yes. And the Lord, like, even with the Ark, he had to send instruction. Like, what is a boat? And what is this stuff from heaven that's you know, going to flip and kill us all. It's like, yes. the Lord had to be so specific with the mm. people that he chose to speak to. Oh, man, it's crazy. Mm. The Lord just knows everything. He Isn't knows that everything. great, though? Yes, I'm, it is. <laughs> I, I tend to be a, a perfectionist in nature, which, you know, I'm really trying to pray about, but I tell the Lord, it's like, Lord, it's the most beautiful and frustrating picture to know that I will never fully understand you. What a great thing to know that we can never learn everything we need to. Yeah. And what a challenging thing to learn that we can never know everything we need to. I like to know everything. And that's what the story of Noah, I think that was my biggest takeaway is. Yes. Is. And we can get. Just being able to trust him. Yes. There's so much trust. Yes. So going now into more of Genesis 6. Mm -hmm. And Genesis 6. Uh, five verse five is where our story of Noah actually officially starts because we start to talk um, and I'll read it. It says the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally bad. Mm. I'm sorry, evil. So the Lord uh, was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart mm. and the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. Mm. This is where, I mean, we learn about Noah in the genealogy, but this is kind of like where his story starts. Um, But like Adam and Eve, um, they were banished from the garden, Mm -hmm. and now all humans were to be banished from the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, and earth is a good
Yeah. Everything God makes is good. And yeah. we created it so, which it means, like, living on here is a privilege, yeah. you know? Having dominion over animals, that's a privilege. Right. And it's one that holds a lot of responsibility. Right. But it's still a privilege. Right. Um, and as humans, we've brought corruption over the animals, which led to their downfall as well. And it's always going to create a downturn. Right. But can, I, can I say something? Yeah. This wasn't even in my notes, but... This is actually the, that part of scripture where it's like the Lord saw how great wickedness was and he wanted to wipe it out. Yeah. If you've been in the Christian world long enough, then you know that this is a part of God's character that people bring up over and over and over again. If God loved us so much, why did he get mad and kill everyone? Because that's exactly what happened. And even as you were talking, I was... I was like, Lord, what is this about your character? Mm-hmm. And I love that you see three things. One, that the Lord experienced sorrow. Human was created in the image of God, so we feel sorrow, brokenhearted, mm-hmm. and that it warrants a reaction from even from God. He's like, my heart hurts. I need to correct. But I love that it said he was deeply troubled. So the Lord said that he would wipe away. God cannot be in the presence of wickedness. Yes. He loved humanity so much that he said, I would rather you guys not have an earth and get to remain in me than for you to wow, remain good wicked man. and be apart from me. There is no Jesus here. There is no covenant. There, we'll see that in a minute. There is no anything mm-hmm. except wicked and yes. God. He yes. cannot coexist with it. It's against it. I have never thought of it like that. But it's like, Lord, you cannot coexist with sin, God. with evil. Like, what yes. a thought. Like, I'm just like... So, Noah, mm-hmm. he was a righteous man, and we talked about that, and he was the only person that was blameless. Right. Um, but it didn't say that he was without sin. His right. heart was with God, and he walked closely with God. Right. Um, he was, con- And that's why he was considered righteous. Um, because of this favor, like, or this this righteousness that God, that he had, God found favor with him. Yeah. And he told him to build a boat um, because he was going to bring a flood and destroy all things. God did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's just so, uh, I'm like sitting here trying to think like, man, he really did that. Like, that's so, mm-hmm. wow. Anyway. Yeah. God oh. always has a plan. I know. I know. But it, what a, just what a, I want to say honor, but, like, that's so scary. Hmm. And I guess sometimes honor can be a little scary. Like, right. to be favored by God can be a little scary sometimes because right. of the plan. Because <laughs> you don't, you don't see that ending. And, yeah, man, that trust. Anyway, so it just kind of just hit me hmm. right now, like, while I was sitting, I was like. I know you were even tearing up there for yeah, a Yeah, just like, like oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's just crazy. But, okay. So God gave no instructions on how to build the boat, um and what animals to bring into the boat, and how many Mm -hmm. of that same kind of animal to bring into the boat, including his family. Um, Again, Noah was 600 years old. Right. (laughs) So old. (laughs) I don't wonder if 600 then looks like 80 now. I don't even know. But can you imagine doing something like that at 80? No. No. Okay. (laughs) That's what I was saying. I told you earlier, I can't imagine doing it at 28. Like, 80. Yes, okay. (laughs) So... All the animals got approved, um, and Noah's family went into the boat, and God closed the door. Mm. Then the underground waters erupted, and rain fell for 40 days and nights. 40 nights as well, sorry. 
the flood waters started to recede after 150 days. 150 days. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. The boat landed on top of some mountains, and I don't know how to pronounce the word, but it's errata, errata, I don't know. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So after another 40 days, Noah opened a window and let out a raven and a dove to see if the ground was dry. Mm. The dove came back because it couldn't find land, and when Noah released it again after seven days, it came back with an olive leaf, which everything the Lord does is significant. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, So that meant that the, the ground was almost dry. So he waited another seven days and released the dove again, and this time it didn't return. So by that time, there was ten and a half months that had passed after the flood. Ten and a half months. And he still didn't leave. Nope. (laughs) The ground was almost dry after ten and a half months, okay? (laughs) And they didn't have hair dryers to help this process speed up. (laughs) So Noah waited two more months and then left the boat when the Lord told him to because the land was dry. So that's a year. That is a year. A year. And do you remember what the Lord told This is probably the most fast. Out of all of everything I read, this is the most fascinating. Do you know how long the Lord told him he would be in the boat? No. 40 days. It was only going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. Are you serious? I don't know where reading that. Nowhere else does it say that God warned him it was going to take a year. God told him to build a boat, get in it for 40 days. You got me locked up with my crazy family. Yes. The, the animals smell. I can do 40 days, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll commit to four. A year later? Yeah. yeah. No one you, know, you know one of his signs is a little trippy, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. I could only imagine how much trust you have to have in God yeah. to not be like, he's lost it. Yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. The earth is flooded. And I even wrote this down, like, Noah was put into seclusion because he was doing the right thing in God's eye. Mm-hmm. We would think that's a punishment. Well, that's so true. That so many people are like, oh, God hates me. He's forgotten about me. Right. He doesn't, he's given me, like, away. He's, right. He, he's good, but not good to me. Like, that was my thing right. when I was going through everything. Yeah. There's so many, like, Noah is such a large story. You can yes. either look at the waiting, you can look at the covenant, Gosh, you can look everything. at the faith. I yes. mean, and I think the part in this season of life that spoke to me, because me and my husband, we are we are actively waiting on a baby. Yes. You know, and it's like, I keep telling the Lord, Lord, this season will not return void. Mm-hmm. It's not without emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not without some pain. Yeah. It's not without, but the Lord promised us a child. Yeah. And it's like, well, Lord, until you say otherwise, that will not be not true. You don't love us or hate us enough to break your word. Yeah. And to break your faithfulness from the beginning of time on me. Yeah. Like, your word will come back to yeah. be true. And I'm like, what a cool picture for Noah. Did he leave the boat grumbling? Nope. nope. And we're going to talk about that. Right. <laughs> anyway, oh, we'll my gosh. No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm glad that we're, yes. like, right there. Yes. We're, head- we're heading in a direction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I did want to ask you, now that you know the whole story, and mm-hmm. you knew the whole story already, yeah. um, what do you think about the letter? You've read the letter. Right. You've gone through the story a little bit. What right. do you think? I think the letter is spot on because I think he's addressing some. I think he's addressing some things specifically, like there is no other out for me. Mm-hmm. We are in this boat. There's yeah. no escape. Yeah. I'm with my family that I couldn't choose. The Lord told me who to take. <laughs> right. You know. Right. <laughs> I'm with animals. I'm with yeah. all of these people. So what do I do? 
And it's like, I, like I said earlier, I think the most fascinating thing about the story of Noah, really the story of everyone in the Bible, including anyone listening, is it's all about the questions you choose to ask the Lord. If Noah didn't go and say, God, why did you pick me? God saved his life by telling him to go yeah. into a boat. Lord, why? Why? I found myself asking that so many times in life. Then you get on the other side of it. You're like, oh, Lord, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, hindsight. Hindsight is all about 2020. You know, but I even jotted, like, you know, Abraham waited 25 years for yeah. Isaac. Yeah. Jesus went 40 days in the desert. Jesus was only on earth 40 days after the resurrection. Um, you know, God told Noah 40 days. There is a consistent theme of waiting, but keep waiting. Yeah. He is a good God. He is faithful to his word. It says in Isaiah, but, and it said, the Lord said, when words leave my mouth, it will not return to me empty. When the Lord speaks, it's going to come back and fulfill what he has said. So if the Lord, I don't know who this is for, if the Lord has spoken to you, rest in that. Yeah. Don't Martha your way through your own promise, but rest at his feet. Yeah. Say, God, I love you. Yeah. Trust you. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. There's a scripture, and I'm not like the person that remembers Bible scripture verses very good, but I remember like, or the reference, I remember like the actual verse. <laughs> yeah, same. And I paraphrase. paraphrase. Um, it says, um, it's really short. Have to outweigh God's God's patience, or like outweigh His time. Like when He's ready, right. it's when you move. And and I'm just like, you know, how, like how patient the Lord is. Like be oh, more. Patience. It's basically like be more patient than God. Like that's <laughs> impossible, you know. Who already sees the end of time? Right. It's like Lord, I've got like 80 good years here according to the story. 80? So like, I'm already 20. I probably got like no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have Noah's 600, Lord. Right. So like whenever you're ready, I'm whenever ready. ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Mm. That's some really good stuff to chew on. I know. I just, oh. Mm. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'm not a patient person, and I need to be. Because it's a test of our will. Yeah. Like, our flesh is a demanding creature. I'm hungry. I want to eat now. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for that. And it's like, oh, if your heart is not in a place to receive it, why would God give you a good thing for you to ruin it? Everything in our hands. Yes. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I'd say I'm not a patient person, but I mean, my actions, like what I've lived like, on paper, right. it shows that I am. <laughs> I resume with you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. But like, what is my heart? Exactly. Is my heart patient? That's what I'm saying. And that's how, that's why I always say I'm not patient because I'm always like, oh, nope, I gotta have it now. And, and, and throwing a fit. That's oh. what it is. It's throwing a fit. I will wait. Because I, like, people will, pr like, try to hook me up with someone. Because mm -hmm. that's what I'm really waiting for mm -hmm. is, like, you know, they'll try to hook me up with someone. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. No, nah, yeah. I'm good. And I turn down pretty much almost every guy. And I, I always go back because I feel bad. And people are always like, oh, you're just too picky. You're just too this. And, and I go back and I'm like, Lord, am I really too picky? Mm. Like, is it me? Like, is right. it me for real? Right. But I know that, first of all, the guys who are being presented to me are just either not my type or not following the Lord. Right. And um, I, I know that that's my thing is like, no, Lord, I want to do it your way. I don't, not the type of girl that wants to have like a bunch of boyfriends and stuff like that. And you, you're amazing. You were like talking to me about dating. By the way, I follow Moral Revolution. And yes. I love them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I reposted something. I tagged you in it because I was like, I love them. And they yes. talk about dating all the time. Yes. Yeah. 
it's so important. Yes. We don't need to shy away from it. Yes. Um, and I think you were the first person to give me, like, hope of there's, you don't have to be afraid of dating. Yeah. Um, because I think that's where I was at, where I was like, I'm turning down all these guys. Right. One, because I do want to do it your way, and I want to be patient. Right. And I'm not going to just settle for anybody. But two, because I felt like if I didn't, um, if I wasn't, with, like, if I'm with someone, then I'm going to walk away from God. Hmm. Unwillingly. Like, right. just my mind would just be like. They would become focused. your God. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They yeah. would become my God. And I, I had a, uh, of a mental breakdown a little bit. It wasn't mm. a mental breakdown, but I just like started having a panic attack in the middle of youth service <laughs> thinking about that one day. I was just like, oh my God, like, because mm. I'm just like, I need to, and the Lord showed me something so perfect in that moment. He was like, during worship, you worship. During the word, you listen to the word. I give you time for play, mm. but you have to, like, when it's my time, so good. you need to be in my time. And I was like, oh man. And it kind of made me realize, like, Lord, you do give me time. Yeah. To, and I'm not missing out. And there's, like, that FOMO, like, yeah. am I missing out? Oh, it's a real thing. Yes. Yeah. And, and I just felt like I would be missing out in my time mm. of, like, being able to think about guys or being able to think of it. He's like, no, like, I will give you those times. Right. And it was so freeing. Right. But anyway, that's not about not. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a freebie. If we keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, our story doesn't end. Oh, man. Um, That's 
like that. From childhood. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, that makes me think of that. Anyway. Right. Um, I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be uh, planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Mm. Notice how God says that he would never change the seasons. Right. And we always are like, oh, it's the end of time. Like, <laughs> it's raining. I'm like, no, nope. God is faithful. He yep. will never change the seasons. It yep. might look different every year, but it's... And he didn't tell you how long they were going to last here yeah. either. No. He was just going to, it was just, just going to be. He set rhythm in the earth. Yes. After this. Yes. He set the rhythm. God. What a good God. I know. Um, so Noah's story ends here for us today. Mm-hmm. We're not going to continue because there's so much more. Oh, man. <laughs> so much <laughs> Eight-hour <more>. podcast. <laughs> yes. I love Noah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but I always want to remind you that there is hope. And that yeah. hope is Jesus. God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to redeem us. Um, and like Noah, God wants us to be in close fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about taking the next step, or if you have questions about God, please feel free to message me on Instagram or Facebook at Dear Generations. It's very important. But I'm going to let, let you have some time to talk, because I know you got some really good <laughs> stuff. But I want to give you like like six little, that we've already talked about, but fun okay. facts. They're really quick. So Noah's name means rest or relief, mm-hmm. which is what God used him for. Yep. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so number 40, we talked about that a little bit, mm-hmm. is often associated with affliction, trial, or punishment. Yep. Oof. Time of testing. Yes. <laughs> testing your will. Testing. Yes. <laughs> trial, mm-hmm. man. When you stand in a trial, like, right. that's, oh yeah. And that the flesh of Jesus still needed to be tested. God. By the devil himself. Yes. <laughs> like, like, wild. Yeah. Um, Genesis 7, 11 through 12, um, in this part of the Bible, it gives a timeline, um, to prove that it was actually history. Like this actually mm. happened because we all kind of, we're so dis, dis, disattached. I don't even know if I'm <laughs> saying that right, but like, we're not attached to that time because we don't, that was so long ago, right. you know, and we don't, but it's true. It happened. Right. Um, there is proof that yes. it happened. Yes. Yes. I'm a science, love science. That's awesome nerd, but, um, there's a documentary that I watched on Netflix that it was about Genesis. I can't remember where, mm. what it was called or if it's even on Netflix anymore, but, um, it was basically about the Grand Canyon. Mm. A lot of people have seen it, but anyway, like the way the rocks like settled on the Grand Canyon is proof of the flood. Wow. Like it doesn't just prove the flood. It proves even more that the flood actually happened. Wow. It's crazy. Anyway, mm. um, in Genesis 8-1, it talks about how God sent a wind across the earth, and that same word wind is translated to spirit mm. in Genesis 1-2. Mm. Which is why we refer to the whole, like, we when we say, like, come like a wind, mm-hmm. like, we are ushering in the presence of God to move things. Yes. The wind was designed to move. Yes. I don't know if I talked about this, but I, I meant to, and I feel like maybe I skipped some stuff, but, um, accidentally, not on purpose, um. Okay, yes, it says, Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, Mm. for they are only mortal flesh. Um, He was talking, there's like belief that he was talking, I didn't talk about it, but there's belief that he was talking about removing the spirit from humans. Right. um, And from their, from the human, or the spiritual influence that he, that he had on humans. Right. um, And allowing them to be in their sin. Yeah. Which is 
I've all, I've heard of this same thing when we talked about sons of man earlier. Yeah. That if they truly were angels sent from heaven, mm-hmm. kind of thing, the spirit of the Lord was on them. That He was going to remove His spirit. Ooh. Because it it can't coexist with mortals like that. At that point in time, there was no sacrifice to get. Yes. Like we talked about, there's wickedness and God can't coexist. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was interesting, thinking of what does what does it all mean? Why did God say mortal there? Why didn't he just say human? Mm-hmm. Like, he talked about the mortal being that is yes. not immortal, not <laughs> everlasting. That's so crazy. I don't, I don't know. I'm, thank so goodness much. I'm not a theologian. I just love the Lord. <laughs> That's what I'm studying, so it's kind of like a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Keep me posted on this. I yes. love this. So Genesis 8.20 um, is the first time the word altar is mentioned in the mm-hmm. Bible. Yeah. And the last thing, uh, the story of Noah begins with him walking in fellowship, but it ends with him lying drunk and naked. Read it, guys. (laughs) It's awesome. Definitely going to have to put this as explicit. Uh, The story of the Bible would be TVMA. Yes. It gets wild from here I think it's even above that. Like, it's just so bad. It's like XXX. You get to Sodom and Gomorrah, and then it just goes. People Um, are wicked. Yes. embraces the wickedness of humanity mm-hmm. it could have edited it out yeah <laughs> but it was like nope no one's drunk yeah <laughs> very drunk <laughs> yes he was drunk yeah um so this goes to show that even god made a covenant with us um even though sin was still very much lurking yeah. so chelsea yes what did you learn what did you i always ask what did you learn i feel like i learned more from you than <laughs> i feel like i've like Reggie and I were talking before this, and uh, I was just, we prayed for the Spirit, and I've, I've learned even more in this conversation of, like, Lord, how good are you? Mm-hmm. That, like, wickedness exists. Mm-hmm. For Noah, the Lord wiped it clean. Yeah. For us, he wiped it clean. Mm-hmm. Same scenario, except Jesus. And I love that even from the earliest moments, man, we see what God was building to. And we're not going to talk about this time with the covenant, but that is what all of this is about. And so for me personally, what I'm taking away from the story of Noah that we've all heard mm-hmm. thousands of times. If you've been in kids' church, you know. Yeah, um, raise up. Right. Raise up. <laughs> yeah. God has a plan. Yes. Quarantine, lockdown, seclusion. If you're listening to this in 2025 and you have no idea what we're talking about with COVID, (laughs) a time of seclusion might not be a punishment for you. You might be in right standing with God. Mm -hmm. You might be righteous and favorable, Mm -hmm. and he is doing something in you. It might be literally to save your life. It might be to save your eternal life. I heard a pastor say one time, what good is it for God to save you from anything on this side of heaven if your soul rots in hell for it? Yeah. Man, let that sink in. Or three, he might just be working out your character. Mm-hmm. Noah was a righteous and blameless man when life was going normal. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when life for me is going normal, my character is the same. Lighthearted, yeah. funny, love the Lord, all these things. Yeah. Lockdown brought out something different. It brought up that side that you might not, I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Man, so how much more does God need to do? Like, seclusion is not a bad thing. Yeah. But to answer the original question of, like, what advice would you give? Embrace it. 
Don't say, God, why do I have to? God, what do you want to do? And if you're not a Jesus follower, and you're like, I just want some practical advice on how to survive this whole yeah. thing, what good is it for you to survive a lockdown if you don't know who your Savior is? Yeah. It's not a scary guy in the sky who wiped the earth because he got mad and got his feelings hurt. He did it because he would rather be with us forever than to have a world that doesn't love him. Yeah. That is a father's heart. And that is what I think the story, the enemy tries to tell us that it is just an angry God. Mm -hmm. But nowhere else in scripture does that support it. Mm -hmm. So we have to say, God, what don't we see? God, you loved us so much yes. that you would rather us just stay with you eternally yeah. than to let us enjoy this earth that you created. That Good you earth. created yes. to enjoy. And man, I just... I'm going to walk away from this moment and just go worship. I mean, God, how sovereign are you? I know, yeah. Like, how mighty. I'm just, I'm like you. I'm like so just spiritually moved. Yes. Like, every time you think you understand the Lord. I love that. Oh, man. I love that. I Gosh. love, love, love that. That we yes. can live in awe and wonder of him mm -hmm. for eternity. Yes. 80 to 120 years on this earth. Yes. Forever. Like, oh, God, you're so good. Yeah. So I'm glad that you were on this episode, Chelsea. Like, man, what a better episode to be on. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been praying about every episode, and I'm just like, I need I, I need the right person for each episode, you know? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, I also want to give opportunities. Absolutely. Um, you never know what the Spirit wants to speak to someone. Yeah. I pray that whoever you have on the show in the future, like, that the Lord would speak to them more in this time mm -hmm. than whatever they prepared. Like, I'm walking away just like... Yes. Man, the same thing happened with Nate. It's so funny because Nate came on and he was prepared. He had his little stuff on his phone. Yep. And as soon as he walked into that room, his phone died. Nice. And it did not come on until after the episode was over. I love that. <laughs> not necessarily... Nate probably didn't love it in the moment, but... I mean, he was prepared. He knew yeah. what he was going to say, but... Yeah. Man. And we, I mean, you should see how much I ended up taking out yeah. of, like, what we were actually talking because it was so much. That's and we awesome. were all, like... I'm sure that's what happened here, too. Dude, we're, it's 540. Yeah. <laughs> We've got small group in 20 minutes. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm going to finish. But anyway, next yes. episode is I'm Sorry What? And it's with uh, Gen Z again. Okay. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> no, it is with the Gen Z. Um, and I'm really excited for that. Cause that's it's awesome. Because it's also one of my favorite stories. I'm excited to listen to it. <laughs> I'm going to go back. Okay, yes. so the trivia question was, who in Genesis lived in close fellowship with God and then one day disappeared? Enoch. Enoch! Yes. I gave there it is, away earlier. <laughs> there is an entire book of Enoch. Yes. That was never in the Bible. Yes. But it is a fascinating book to read. You yes, theologians love that book. It's, yes. I'm legitimately surprised it did not make it in for just how... Yes. Wow. It's so good, yeah. I've only read, like, only a little bit, but yes. Fun fact about Enoch is when I was a baby, probably six months old, we were at, um, if you're in the church world, you know, child dedications, right? Yes. Some parents take them up on stage, kind of do the Lion King, ah, da -da, you know, <laughs> hoist your child above. It was dedicated at 12, so. <laughs> <laughs> so no one was hoisting you. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. <laughs> I know you said you had your clip. <laughs> Okay, so 12-year-old Reggie hoisted him up above. Um, <laughs> Too late. I'm just thinking, it's 5.30. <laughs> 
orientation. So we were not, I would not say we were a spiritually driven church. It was just a very non-denominational. But this guy, one of the elders at the church, stands up as soon as the pastor prays over me. And he said, I don't know why, but I got this prophetic word about this child talking about me. And he's like, the word Enoch is just all over. And that you will follow closely with the Lord oh, your entire God. life. And from that moment that I left, my mom said I woke up like the next morning mm -hmm. and I had a birthmark on my leg that was not there. And sure enough, and I can show you, no one else can see it because it's a podcast, but it is a shepherd's cane. Oh my gosh. And <gasps> that you will walk closely with oh the Lord. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's why I have this odd, fa I mean not odd, but like fascination with Enoch. Yes. It's like, Lord, what does that mean to walk with you? And then to just... I yeah. hope I just don't disappear so if you don't see me one day, just be like, there Chelsea's she goes. With the Lord. <laughs> Chelsea's, Chelsea's with the with Lord. The Lord. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, that's how I was like, oh, how ironic. <laughs> yes. Enoch. Very obscure, though. I think he only has like three verses in the whole Bible beautiful. that talks. I mean, it references very little, yeah. but three verses. And it's so beautiful. Right. But yeah. Um, so, because I gave it away earlier, <laughs> I'm just going to read it. Uh, Enoch, lived, Enoch had lived 65 years. He became, this is, I'm sorry, this is Genesis 21 through 24. Uh, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. <laughs> Methuselah. 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 Whatever. Sounds like he or she had crazy hair. That's all I could do. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> After he became the father of M word. Meth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord. That's so wrong. Um. Enoch walked faithful, faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Mm. Although Enoch lived only, uh, I'm sorry, oh, oh, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Complete. Complete. And we have 365 days. days. Not a coincidence. No, just kidding. Yes. Enoch walked faithfully with God, then he was no more. Because God took him away. Mm. Um, so Enoch was from the line of Seth. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all. Mm -hmm. Because Cain, I, I talked about this earlier, Cain had mentioned, um, his first child, Cain had mentioned, like he's here. Cain's <laughs> first child uh, in the Bible was named Enoch. Um, and then Adam, from Adam's line, there was Seth and Cain. Uh, and Seth had Enoch as well. Yeah. Seven generations down. Yeah. Um, so Seth had and Seth and Cain. Seth had Enoch. Lamech was uh, um, Cain's son. Seth, Enoch, Lamech, Cain. Okay, so that's yep. what we're talking about. Yep. Just so that we're not confusing yep. each other because I'm confusing myself right now. <laughs> so Cain had a first child, Enoch. We're going to talk about Seth, Enoch, which is the seventh down, and Lamech, which is the seventh down from Adam. Um, not that they lived at the same time, we don't actually know. Right. But um, they were the seventh generation in both lines. Um, so, they're both, it's funny because both their stories are the only ones that are like being told in their genealogies. Hmm. So, they, like, they actually stop when they're talking about Cain's lineage and they talk about like his line and what happened. Yeah. And then, same thing with. With Enoch. Mm. Did I say Lamech? I don't know. I was kind of like confusing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. Lamech. Okay. Um, so, is Genesis 4, 23 through 24, it talks about how Lamech killed a person who was attacking him. 
Um, and it also shows how prideful he was because he was he had a curse upon him. Whereas Enoch from Seth, it talks about him. He walked in fellowship with God, and unlike the rest of Adam's lineage, he didn't succumb to death. Hmm. Instead, God took him. And seven is the number of completion. Yes, and I love what you said earlier about yeah. how many times should you forgive someone? Jesus got it right. <laughs> Thank Jesus goodness he can do math. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Thank God we don't actually, like, hurt people that many times. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we, maybe we do. But for those, like, I always think about people who are older in life, right, who find Jesus in their 30s, 40s, 50s, yeah. 60s. How many times have you lied to someone? How much, you know, how much wickedness have you done in your lifetime that even an extreme amount of 77 is not too much for the Lord. And someone told me, I don't know if this is true, but every time I get on the podcast, I'm like, I need to research that. Right. Um, someone told me a long time ago that the 77 times 77 repeated itself each day. So, like, it started a new each day. Mm. My mercies are new every morning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Even just in this conversation, how much, like, Scripture just weaves in and out of itself. Like, even with, you know, the seventh generation, there's a good and evil choice. Yeah. Like, and it's, again, everything points to Jesus and points to the the enemy that we have. And it's like, it's still a free choice. Yeah. I love, I don't know, I've gotten so much from that of just how it's deceiving. Yeah. Can I tell you something that I learned while reading? Yeah. This would be our last thought because we yeah. have, to, I have, to cut a, I have to cut a watermelon, by the way. <laughs> your watermelon yes. like, you dropped off a watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> yes. Um, so when I was younger, I always thought, you know, the Canaanites, mm-hmm. that curse upon the Canaanites and yeah. all that. I thought that was Cain. Hmm. But as I read further, um, I learned that it was from um, when Noah had cursed Shem. Ham? Was that one of them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of his sons. One of the sons. That had son named Canaan. Canaan? Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Canaan? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's spelled C-A-N-A-A-N. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where, because he cursed them to be, like, the lowest of servants. Yeah. And, um, like, that's where the, the curse from the Canaanites came from. Mm. And also, the three, that's where the tribes come from. Yeah. Like, we're all from one of those tribes. Right. Everyone in the world. Right. Not just the Jew and their 12 t- tribes. Right. Everyone in the Extends world. from those three. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. The genealogy in the Old Testament is fascinating. I that's actually a whole like pod- to read it. That's, I mean, if you if you really want to get in, like, yeah. and dig into the names and what their story is, like, they all have historical yes. stories. Yeah. It, even if the Bible just like, cuts right over that. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Here's this Peter guy. You know, yeah. get him out of For here. a while, I was like, okay, A, G, and then C, D, and then... <laughs> never say their full names because oh. I was just like so intimidated by their names but now I'm right. like I love it like right. but I love history so mm. yes it's fun awesome. anyways thank you for coming on to the show today Chelsea thank you so much I love fun. that you're doing this thank you can't wait to hear more me too I can't wait awesome. to hear more of my own songs <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you for having me though seriously it's yes. been so much fun it's been awesome yes you you were fruitful in this yes and in the words of my shoes Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>